and they start uh, to ask for their favorite uh, beverage, which was the gin. Here no one uh, knows what it was, <laughs> the gin. Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. History has taught us that nothing good has ever come out of imperialism. Can I beg to differ just this once? If it weren't for the British taking Menorca in the 1700s, we would have never had the pomada, my favorite summer drink at the moment. Our guest today, Maria Teixidor, gives us a quick lesson on how and why Mahone Gin Cheriger is different from any other, thanks to the British soldier and Menorcan ingenuity. What happened that uh, this harbor, it was one of the biggest natural harbors in, in the Mediterranean, and the English used it uh, for, um, to make commerce, and they stopped here a lot of uh, soldiers, and also the Dutch been here in this. Oh, the Dutch were here too? Were here too. And they start uh, to ask for their favorite uh, beverage, which was the gin. Here no one uh, knows what it was, <laughs> the gin. But they started, uh, they wanted gin. So the artisans from here decided to do gin. Mm -hmm. uh, so now it's a long history. Yes, it's a long history, more or less, uh, 300 or more of 300, and around 300, 350 years. So they were very clever and decided to, to do gin, but they had a big problem because here there was, no, there, there was any of the raw materials that they need to do it. Mm -hmm. So they, have to, they had to went out of the island and bring from the Catalan Pyrenees uh, the juniper berries. Oh, because of course. here they are not juniper berries. They can be alive. They can get life here because it's so hot. And another problem, they haven't alcohol, a grain alcohol, they haven't. So they started with the vinic alcohol from the Mediterranean Sea, from the places that they make wine around the Mediterranean and they started to make gin. And there, uh, at this time, uh, uh, it was born the first recipe of the gin mm -hmm. and they started to sell here and there are more or less four or five uh, little distilleries uh, around the harbour and they sell a lot of gin. Uh, the English uh, the sovereign English finished, but the gin stayed here. So the Menorcan started to like it themselves. And yes, <laughs> and until nowadays. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. It was, uh, I call it, uh, our national drink from the island, no? because everyone has gin uh, at home. And every celebration, we drink gin with lemonade or with alone or with soda, but it's an important drink here. And um, you said it's made with grapes that they got from the mainland or yes. other Mediterranean islands. Or do they have now grapes here that they use? Is the no, we, we are still, still bringing from Barcelona. The grapes? Yes, because that's, that's called vinic. Okay. It's alcohol vinic with, uh, mixed it with alcohol from agricultural, agricultural origin. All right, so it's because usually gin is with vodka well you know a grain yeah alcohol. it is grain so this is different, different from is any it? other gin that i've heard of yes it is that is made with a grape it's made with, with a, from the origins of a grape see from the mm. origins of the grape and mix it with uh, alcohol of agricultural origin mm. and it's, you still junipers are from the catalonia yes as well still do it uh, once, uh, maybe 12 years ago, or more or less, uh, it, wasn't some, it wasn't enough at the, Catalan, at the Pyrenees. So uh, we have to look around Europe to find, and we bring from the Eastern countries. And they were really different. Oh, funny. They were really small, not, they don't have uh, oil, they were very dry. And we don't we don't use it because we try once and the gin has another flavor another taste so we don't we don't use it we have mm. to look for Spain for the juniper mm. berries mm. and your company has been here how long well this company uh, was born in 1945 it's a curious history. <laughs> Because um, Miguel Pons Justo, uh, the, fund, the fundator of this company, uh, was working in another distillery. There were more or less four or five distilleries around the island at this time. And he was working one at one in the harbor, too, which was uh, just maybe 400 meters along this way. And it was called Fornero. Uh, this distillery, it was the more or less the best one. But uh, one day they had a, a, a copper steel which it was not working properly. Mm. So decided they decided to have a look what ha- what happened there, no? And in the stills there is gas, no? And it was an accident because they couldn't see properly what it happens there and they make light. Oh no. And they go all of them. Oh, oh <laughs> How terrible. You see, there were three or four people died and uh, the owner too. So Miguel Pons Justo was the countman from there and he lost his work because oh. the family decided to close. So he was at the street uh, with nothing to do, and he went to this family and asked them if he could continue with the tradition of making gin. And they gave permission, 
but they don't gave the receipt. Oh. But he was very clever because he was the count man and he knew it. He, he knew uh, all the ingredients, uh, all the things that they buy and what they use. And he just had to put it together and a and recipe. He tried. Uh, people say that more or less he tried maybe six, seven months to get a, a perfect gin. And they would never tell him the recipe? No, they never, never. tell. But he, he, he figured it out. He knew all because uh, uh, he, he knew every week we used. Uh, right. Was the accountant. So yes. You know everything, he, right? Where they buy the raw materials, how many they use. So he tried it. Uh-huh. And, and six, six months later, he six, had. He had a good gene. And he went to Ciudadela uh, uh-huh. with a barrel of gin and giving give to the people to try. And people said, well, what's, what's this? From, from where it was? It's very nice, it's very good, no? And they say, the man from Choriger, because Choriger is the name of the windmill. The family has a windmill, and this windmill is called Choriger. Uh, and the people said, is the man from Choriger? Right. And he said, ah, oh, that's the name of the brand. The <laughs> and, uh, and in 1945 is the first document that we have that they started... Uh, to produce, not a home, to try and keep, not to produce serious religion. Mm-hmm. Now, until nowadays. Uh, He's, he knew his market research. He yes. did his market research by asking all those people to try it. It was to really try. smart. Yes, he was really smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so where is the um, history or what is the tradition of having the gin with the lemon juice, pomada? With the right? pomada. Is that an old tradition, or is that something new that he it's, thought of? Uh, it's not so old. Uh-huh. I don't know exactly uh, in which day it started, but it started when... Uh, because gin was a short drink, and, and quickly. Mm-hmm. People used to go to the bar, ask for a gin, drink, and go home. Kind of your morning, instead of orange juice, you have yeah. a gin. But this changed along the years because also women started to go to the bars and it's a very strong for women. So they had to change the way of uh, serve the gin, no? And they mixed it with soda, with lemon, and also uh, the people uh, went to the bar normally to speak, uh, and share conversations mm-hmm. so you need a long drink for right. this <laughs> some ice and something else to put in it right? uh, more or less at this time I started the pomada mm-hmm. and all the places in the fiesta of Menorca everybody drinks pomada and I had one for the first time last night do you do the distil- distillation here? yes we do we have four copper stills downstairs four uh-huh. yes there is one which is which uh, it comes from the distillery that I told you before, the Fornero one, and it has more and it comes from France and it has more or less two hundred years. Uh, there are one which is a new one; it has maybe seventy-five years, and the two of the back 
uh, they have around 100 years or more or less. Always, always distilling here in Menorca. <laughs> yes, they distill more or less uh, three days a week or four days a week, every week. <laughs> and, and how many bottles do you make a year? 600,000 liters, because one day is three, one day is more or less 3,000 3, liters. Okay. It's 2,900 and something, no? One day of production, mm -hmm. the four. Sometimes uh, we use three days and sometimes we use four or five. We have, in summer maybe, sometimes we have to do five days a week. And then you have your, your recipe and you, you get the wine and you just distill it with the we recipe, put, no, the we, junipers and everything we together. We put the, the alcohol, uh, the, the juniper berries and water in the steel. And we use... Um, Wood, like uh, oh. for, for making the fire, it's completely natural. You can, you will see it when we go downstairs. You can see this. And they start at eight o'clock, more or less, and nine o'clock it starts to blow up the the first gin until more or less three four o'clock of the afternoon, mm -hmm. and then it's ready to drink. Now you've made me so thirsty, so let's go have some. Okay. Thanks so much to Maria, who converted me to gin made with something other than grain. Of course, the cocktail of the week has to be the pomada I've been talking so much about. So, to bring some sun into your life, take any glass and fill it with ice. Then, depending on how big your glass is, add more or less 50 mLs or 1.5 ounces of Mahon Gin Cherigore. Then top up with fresh lemonade and garnish with a lemon. Then get right back to the beach. Next up, we venture back in time before gin had come to Menorca. We were in Holland then, and it was called Geneva. We'll speak with Michael Mann, the UK brand ambassador for both Bowles Geneva and Galliano, the Italian liqueur, as well as Jess Milley, the Canadian bartender who just won the Bowles World Championship 2017 with her cocktail entitled Still Life. Until next time, bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. <laughs>